Oh, you have got to be kidding me. What, Fandango? No, my exhibition space. I've got to pay the remainder of the balance or they're going to cancel my booking completely. Oh, that's rough. It was a massive effort just to get the deposit together. Maybe you could ask them to spot you a bum cake. You'd have the money in no time. Ha, ha, ha. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate and Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we talk about the Aussie soap, Neighbours. It's, it's, it's keeping us going. It's keeping us pumped for this world. Uh, I am Vaya. I cannot suspend disbelief. And I am in Melbourne's PirateNet Studios connecting via the Hive, Erinsborough Hive, artist colony with... Uh, Kate, who's also known as Remude on Twitter. Hello, Kate. Hi, everybody. Catherine Jones, who is CJ, the hot mess mum on Instagram. Hello. Hi. Bloody action-packed week on the nebs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got people back, people, um, you know, coming back from the dead. Oh, it's people are jet-setting, by the way. Yeah. But Wait, coming back from the dead? Mackenzie, she was dead. She's back. Oh, right. She Whew. was too. That usually means something different on Neighbours. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Uh, speaking of Mackenzie, like she's been in our bad books. Did you guys get some guilt pangs with some scenes this week? <laughs> uh, not. <laughs> uh, we, we also now just get our wish list, our storyline wish list, because we wanted a wicked fan service scene and we got one straight away, instantly. <laughs> with it, no months of planning needed, it just went straight to air. Uh, so we'll get to that. Let's just do it in Neighbours Council business. The business, again. Which storyline are we going to save for Patreon? It's uh, We're tossing up between either Rhodey, Rose and Toadie, and um, <laughs> Shane's return from rehab. Ooh. Well, I mean, we've talked about Shane a lot on air, but also, like, okay. this is more interesting than when he was a drug addict, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, it's, it's as interesting. Well, look, every, everybody needs good neighbours except Shane, apparently. Oh, yeah. All right, let's 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 save Shane because I'm despo to talk about Rhodey, um, even though I could have easily have saved them too. All right, so we'll save Shane. Um, but first, we are – what's the Patreon count at the minute? Patreon.com slash NeighboursPod. 91 patrons. <gasps> oh, my Welcome. goodness. Yes, welcome Carl to the fold. Welcome back, Carl. Carl's joined before. Um, not, not Dr. Carl. Oh, not that I know. Dr. Not that Carl you know, ain't yeah. spending any money on Patreon. That's a really good point. Especially especially not at Tourage level. D- Dr. Carl would have joined at Dr. Carl level. Exactly. Um, <laughs> also, you know how there's like that culture of people who don't have their own Netflix accounts and they watch other people's Netflix accounts? Yeah. Um, like Dr. Carl is that person. So he would find someone else who'd signed up and just write for, under them for Petra. Sure. Mm. Do you know I didn't mention last week one of my little favourite tidbits was he and Jane, plain Jane, have bonded over the shopping discounts and Jane found some cut-price tuna and Carl ran off to do a click and collect. Oh, yeah, and he mentioned that too, didn't yes. he? Yeah. Oh, that was joyful. We're definitely seeing this week more kind of COVID-adjacent references, aren't we? 
Yeah, Pierce had to go do a Zoom call. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, he's on the phone a lot though. Um, I'm loving it because I think that, remember when um, Liz was on and we talked about mobile phones and how they've ruined the storylining process because everything now is figured out by a mobile phone. So they yeah. just have to put it in the bucket bucket and move <laughs> on. And I think that's the thing. Like, I think they were trying to pretend COVID didn't exist Mm. when they were writing at the start and then they were like you know what guys <laughs> actually something needs to explain why the fact that some something you know we haven't seen Toadie's children in about 10 years yeah <laughs> it and it is it is quite bizarre that people keep leaving the country i i just just pretend they're still next door yeah. pretend they're just having a lie down and we don't need to see them that week yeah or, or like yeah. leave shane in rehab for longer <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe they could still be doing school camp or something. Like, I can kind of believe yeah. that maybe, like, look, I'd, I'd be fine with the school just going on as normal, like, rather than mm. being on, you know, working remotely and that. But, yeah, it's the international borders thing which really kind of sticks in my craw. Yeah. Yeah. And as if um, if you had Ma Brennan with her active Huntington's issue, as if you go, come to Melbourne, Ma. <laughs> yeah. Things are oh. good here. <laughs> but, and also, like... Let's go back to cold Melbourne when you could stay in, you know, the warm, sunny climes of the Whitsundays. And, oh, actually, I had some, I had a bit of um, neighbours action on my tweets this week. Yes. I was actually tweeting about our current COVID situation in Victoria. And just out of the blue, I got a tweet from Miss Jane Clifton. More information, please. Uh, Well, she's an actress and a comedian. Singer, hang on, so singer, actor, writer, poet, and bomber, tragic, CJ. Oh. But um, Neighbours fans would know her as the judge who put Steph in the slammer for killing Ringo. Oh, that's a deep cut. Well done. Well, look, look, and but also she was from, from Prisoner. She had like a, quite a big role in Prisoner. And when it was the Prisoner anniversary scene that they did with Sheila and Susan in it, <laughs> um, yeah, Jane came back for that and dressed up in, she was in like the denim um, dress from Prisoner. Wow. Remember how much Colette hated doing that scene? Because <laughs> well, we had interviewed her just not long yeah. after that. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, God, spare me. <laughs> Um, did Jane Clifton follow you or did she find you in the COVID hashtag? She found me in the COVID hashtag. And I actually replied to her saying, um, please make it. I do a neighbor's podcast. (laughs) No, I said, Jane, I can't tell you how much I wanted you to be my marriage celebrant, but my husband pushed for Catholic. I just watched all of Prisoner at the time. Oh, that's a lovely tweet. She would have been chuffed at that. She didn't reply, which is probably better than Colette Mann would have just said, you need to get a life. But also, she's from a different generation. It'll make she might not be checking her likes, her ats for a couple of days. Yeah, don't at me, she says. <laughs> um, and Matt posted in the Neighbours Council that the Neighbours Night in London has been postponed again, which was inevitable. But um, they are adamant that it will go ahead in twenty twenty one. So that's something. Yeah, that's positive. capture a bit of the the Vera Lynn spirit, and yeah, we'll we'll meet again. Yeah. I love that because that night was when I was meant to be in Disneyland in America in Disneyland. So does that mean the world is promising me a trip in 2021? I love that. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably rather go to the neighbors night at this point. <laughs> somewhere, just somewhere would be nice. Shepparton would be fine too. <laughs> okay. Um what about Dalesford like Jane and Nicolette? 
They did. It. I thought. I thought um, Aaron and David should have taken Mar Brennan to Dalesford, just an out like an hour I was away. Say, it's, it's very. Um, you know, it is kind of like the the the, the gay tree change place of, of Victoria. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's very appropriate for Nicolette and Darren to be heading off there. Mm. And and someone um, with with Mar Brennan's health you know, uh, decline that she's in at the moment. It doesn't really matter where she goes because David's going. So it's not like she has to be close to a doctor or anything like that because he's already there. So they could go anywhere, which in Dalesford sounds like a great place. There's mineral springs there. Yes, healing centre of (laughs) Victoria. Lucky David, though, getting to have a nice relaxing holiday away being his mother-in-law's carer. This is business. It's not personal. Okay, kicking off the week of Monday the 7th of September 2020, Australian Pace episodes. We started the week with a little cheeky siege just to get us just 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 to get us rolling. Just a little siege to start the week of a Monday. Delightful. Yeah. And a quick one. Like it was no big deal. Just a quick siege. Maybe you could play the snippet of what I said in the last pod here. This siege does not last until at least Wednesday. I'm gonna be really disappointed. You can't you can't get everything you want, Kate. Uh, why not? Why can't we just have a bit of drama? Like they they could have they've spent a bit of money on the siege, could have strung it out a bit. Could have. Uh. I really loved. There was some really clever camera work and directing, and there was. I loved my favorite part of the siege was there was like a silhouette showdown between Yashvi and her boss, just all in shadows. It was a great way of disguising that they weren't necessarily making contact with each other. I actually missed the point where Mackenzie got tasered. Did we see that? Just a little off screen, just oh, to the okay. left of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you, the whole camera lit up, the whole frame lit up with sparks and, it, and then you hear like a thud and then Susan's like, Mackenzie, and runs over and gives a CPR just off camera. That's amazing <laughs> of Susan, like because you really have to put your whole body into doing CPR for it to be effective. Mm. And she's, mm. you know, she's not the strongest lady. So, you know, hats off to Susan for um, keeping Mackenzie alive. Well, she felt bad because um, the taser was on her and everyone pointed out that she was most at risk being older so, because without her, the, the kids would have been like, eh, I'll take a tase for the team. But <laughs> Richie, put- Richie would be like, hey, this, this is probably better than doing um, whatever I normally do, Marowies or whatever. <laughs> or the days, he takes, the, the, the days that he takes off his medication because he's selling it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, roll call. In the siege, we have Yashvi, we have uh, Richie, Mackenzie, Lacey Lane's taken off somewhere. Hard, hardest and, working student at Erinsborough High, Lacey Lane. Yeah, she's, she, yeah, she's got to go do some revision. <laughs> and uh, Sergeant Stoney Rebecca lookalike. Bent who, cop. He's called Yeah, he's called Dax. And that should have been our first clue that he was bent because every villain has an obscure consonant in their name. It does sound very much like a Bond villain. You know, like Dax Trajor, the, you know, it turns out to be, no, he's not a millionaire playboy. He's actually building like some sort of sea empire. Did you guys notice the Instagram post a few days later of the actor? Oh, yeah. yeah. He became a daddy. Yeah. And they saved that until after, like, bad bad things had happened on Neighbours. <laughs> I guess he didn't want to throw the baby image up while he was still bent cop. <laughs> now he's, you know, exited bent cop, I yeah. guess. If, if he'd been in there longer, I feel his name probably would have changed from bent cop to, like, tracky Dax or something. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and probably like redeem himself. Yeah, like 
If he was still going to be on Neighbours, he could redeem himself and go under like another eight times. We'll just teach PE at Erinsborough High. Yeah. What a time for Erinsborough High because um, there was like, I don't know if it was a news bulletin or if it was the police radio that was like, Erinsborough High has been under siege. I'm thinking, oh, God. Imagine any parent that's entering year seven who was in two minds about sending their kid to that school going all right i'll give them one more chance since the fire since the terrorist since the blah 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 blah. it's like all right i'm gonna go down to enrollment oh nope under siege all right (laughs) darren we're gonna have to sell the second car we we can't send our kid there it's it's off to eden hills grandma (laughs) yeah i I feel it's due for a rebrand like there's a notorious um, hotel in Melbourne now that I swear no one will ever, ever go to again because its name's so tainted. The, the Ridges Hotel in Carlton, which started our second wave of COVID. Oh, better known as Hotel Quarantine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, slap a bit of paint on, give it a rebrand, maybe call it the um, the Erin's Borough High, maybe that. And look, it'll be fine. So we also have Harlow and Paul and Hendrix on the loose in the school. And, well, Harlow and Paul get locked into the girls' toilets. And part of me, the comedy brain in me really wanted um, – so so Harlow and Paul ran into the girls' toilets and then Dax runs in past after them. And part of me wanted him to stop at the girls' toilet sign and go, oh, no, I can't go in there, my boy. <laughs> you just wanted, like, a woman in a towel and, like, a like a shower cap to come running out going, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I really wanted. But then he, like, just um, jammed the door shut so they couldn't get out. What a year it's been, though, for for Harlow and Susan both taken hostage, more or less. And then Paul on the scene moments later again. Well, he, he got kidnapped by um, Harry, remember, as well? Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel we oh, can change the, the motto of Erinsborough High to building resilience. And yeah. I reckon they need to have a little sign at the front saying, siege free for one day. <laughs> <laughs> Siege free for 249 days. Oops, back to zero. Yeah, there's going to need to be a little whiteboard there Mm. for that number because (laughs) it's going to go back and forth. And how's the uh, emergency lighting? It looked a bit X-Files. It was creepy. When the power went out, it was green. I just – you mentioned earlier, well done, Suze, for bringing another – how many people is she going to save in her life? Like I think she might actually be ahead of Carl and he's a doctor. I'm pretty sure the playing field for her is even now in terms of, you know, bad, like bad decisions and good decisions. Mm, mm. Look, you know, she's not fault free. We all know that. But I must say, like she, when she got home from the siege, she says, I don't want this to happen again to Carl. And it's like, you need to stop. You need to stop, Susan. You need to stop work being in a dangerous location, which is that high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently your workplace is not good for you. No, it's like how, you know, how people are married to cops or firefighters and like, oh, I just wish they'd they'd give it up. I worry about them so much. It's like, oh, I just wish she'd stop being the principal. Of a suburban high school. <laughs> so dangerous. Come, I think we need to continue with our campaign to just get Suze to retire, finding a, a, a new career path. Yeah. Suze change. We want it. Yes. Um. So I don't know what. Dax's endgame was really just to blow himself up, like blow, just to kind of expose himself for all of his faults. And maybe, maybe he'd been sampling the merchandise a bit too much, and he'd just gone a little bit Scarface with this. Ah, I like it. 
because he sort of carted off and we don't really hear from him. And then Yashvi, her job's safe, we learn. Um, and also Levi is um, discovered and uh, he has to come clean to the Cannings about his epilepsy. Well, B forces him to. She's like, come on, mate, you're an adult. Tell your family you're sick. Also, also he was discovered mid-seizure as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but he's under review as well to see if he can stay on the force. Yeah. And um, and Clive was looking at his medication and said, hey, this isn't the, the same stuff. It, oh. He did say it was like a vitamin pill, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he said it didn't have the stamp. The fallout of... All that is that Mackenzie's okay. They get she's had a cardiac arrest, but Carl and Susan sorted her out, and she's fine. And sh- and she won the nomination to be the youth representative of the council environmental project. Hang on, hang on. Once again. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? <laughs> Weirdly, Harlow, who didn't win the position, is being swept away to New York by her grandfather to give a talk to Lassiter's New York about green policies. Not not just that, at a hotelier's conference. Oh, yeah. And I would like to say, Harlow, go and listen to some Greta Thunberg or do what she does and take a ship because you can't be flying halfway around the world in a plane to talk about sustainability. Like, that's a bit of an issue there. I don't, I don't even – she can't even write her own speech to get this bloody job and she's going to be going over there to make a speech to hoteliers? What's she going to do? She can't pull that out of her ass. She'll get two minutes into that talk and they'll be like, sweetheart, how did you get here? Okay, you flew here. Great. Mm, on, on probably on first class or some sort yeah. of private you, plane situation. Yeah. You're going to talk to us about shampoo bottles? All right. Um, I think – She's got that beautiful English accent and she's so eloquently spoken. And I think that if she got up and spoke, I would just go, oh, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> I should listen to her. <laughs> and But I, I just can't believe it. Like she is such a millionaire's child, yeah. isn't she? Like, well, grandchild, I guess at this point. But she's just so like, oh, I didn't get what I wanted. It's okay. I'm skipping off to New York to speak at a conference. And what's our problem, Kate, with her going away at this time of year? Well, for God's sakes, our borders are closed. No, okay, yes, but also if if that oh, wasn't yeah. the issue. Yeah, well, yeah, the other thing I was shouting was, you're doing year 12, you've got exams in one month's time. And also she's got lofty ambitions, doesn't she? Yeah, she wants to get into... Does she still want to be a psychologist? I don't know. She'll decide in New York what she wants to do. Which is probably going to be moved to New York. Yeah. I think so. But also I think, um, well, um, Therese mentions, oh, it would be wonderful to have you at the conference because you can speak for the next generation of hotel ownership or management. Oh. I can't remember what she said. But I guess now we're just assuming that she's going to run Lassiter's. Maybe she's going to be like what NCZ could never be and just yeah. run like be a businesswoman. Look, she's obviously going to go off and study commerce at Melbourne University because she fits the profile to a T mm. and, yeah, she's just going to live a charmed life. So Yashvi's caught up with this all this business at work and what a pity she can't uh, keep an eye on what her boyfriend's up to in that loft at uh, the Erinsborough Hive. Yeah, and he's getting up to a fair bit. Yeah. Mm. He got another commission from Scavenger 
King, Scavenger King, aka probably Scarlet Brady. Look, there was a bit of innuendo. Like we weren't told what the request was. And we also weren't told how much money it was. It was one of those classic TV moments where the character looks at the piece of paper or the screen and is like, how much? And we don't get to know in dollars. Well, he calls it a life-changing amount. Well, and because, but we do get dollar amounts for all his catering bills. And for, for his exhibition, it was like a $4,000 catering bill. And I'm like, mate, you, your good friend runs that tram cafe Go get some canapes from him. Get get some Costco muffins yeah. and cut them in half. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, actually, I had not thought of that, but I am so offended for Kyle now because he runs a small business yeah. and Ned has just completely bypassed him when thinking of who to get catering from. What a douche. But maybe Ned's just like, you know, I don't want to give this money to this guy who's judging me for my sex work. Yeah, Kyle be judging. And he's he's he, he's masking it as concern. Mm. He's like, oh, I don't want what happened to me with the spy cams to happen to you. And actually, KB said to me while we were watching, he goes, during the ad break, can you explain to me why Kyle's paranoid and what happened with that? And I was like, spy cams at Lasseter's. Yes, gotcha. Right. You didn't have to wait for the ads. <laughs> um, I agree. But I think, I mean, Kyle is considerably older than all of the people he hangs out with, isn't he? <laughs> He's a bit yeah. of a toolie, yeah. And <laughs> so I think he's just like he's the life experience guy when like somebody does something, out, he, he sort of comes into it like, oh, guys, it's okay. Like I've lived another 10 years. I'll tell yeah. you how to live. I think that's what he's like. I did enjoy – so Ned cracked it at Roxy and Kyle, like Roxy for being too supportive and <laughs> Kyle for judging him. He's like, just everyone, just get out of my business. So, guys, what do you think the special request was? I can only assume that they asked him to dangle his own fan, so to speak, on camera. CJ? Oh, yeah. On fan dangle. I, I was thinking the same thing, but I think it has to be kinkier. Oh. my! Do you want to know my thought? Of course. Yes, I do. Taking a dump on a glass coffee table with the <gasps> camera underneath. Whoa. Okay. I appreciate that you've arrived at this conclusion. I mean, how did you go on this journey? Well, he was he was, he was very shocked, wasn't he? Yes, you're right. And it wasn't you, you I mean, you'd be like, "Oh, I think if it was like, you know, masturbate on camera." But I think to be to be honestly to be go, "Oh, like, you know, really, like, you know." And he and he was reeling about it for days afterwards. Yeah. Like he was shuddering over yeah. it. Yeah. It's got to be something that's like it's quite taboo. And don't forget, it's a life-changing amount of money. Um, Alex in the council said, I'm not sure why Ned is so conflicted. Surely full frontal nudity is boringly conventional after you've sat on a cake. Oh, that was in response to last week's video, mm. um, which is true. Um, maybe it's something. Or maybe it's to like American pie a cake yeah. this time. Yeah. Or like something that might be painful. Well, the hot apple pie. Mm. I don't um, know. Violator sponge. That, that's your next Patreon level, Faya. No, <laughs> I think I think I'm just gonna ride this storyline and and then move on to a different one after <laughs> after this. Roxy, as Faya mentioned, was super into the idea. She's really proud of her cousin. Like she's a bit weirded out because she saw his account when she was on his computer, mm. but. After that, she's like, well done, cuz. 
yeah. appreciate this. It's a, I, I approve. Yeah. I mean, very, look, very resourceful. You do your, yeah. you, Ned. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Roxy is a fan of using her wiles to get, get things, not necessarily money, yeah. but, you know, she can, she can perform, she can, you know, do all these things. So mm. why not? It's apparently quite hereditary. They are blood related, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And I think um, she, look, she came to Ramsey Street looking for fun and this is a bit of excitement yeah. in her week. Hey, it's, it's no it's no bucking bull, but that's all right. Yeah. I mean, this is nothing compared. I mean, there was a siege at the local high school just, <laughs> just hours ago. Oh, we, one thing we didn't mention with the siege was that there was some hand-holding between a billionaire and a cafe owner. Oh, yeah. I, yes. I, actually, oh, actually, that's kind of tied to um, the Rebeccas. Oh. So, um, yes, uh, Pierce and Dippy looked like they were stranded at the drive-in because a bunch of cars weren't allowed to to did, drive into the school. How did they shoot that? What do you mean, the handhold? Yeah, because they're, oh. they're like, when you're sitting beside someone in a car, you're like more than, you're closer than one and a half metres from someone. Well, you're they're allowed to be close with the filming pod that they're with. Right. So, because... So Dippy and Pierce have all their scenes, a lot of their scenes together. So like, so, so like Ned and Yashvi are allowed to sit next to each other because they're in the same pod. Um, but I noticed in the handhold moment that the camera cut away before the hands connected. Mm. So the hand reached down and then we cut away to their faces. Right. I mean, it's um, all lining up perfectly. I mean, we know because we know Pierce's event, his storylines eventually going to end. And I am, I love Pippi. I, I'm into this affair. And I, I know that they're going to write it as she's the villain, like they did with Priya back in the day when mm. she cheated with Paul. But come on, let her have a little, let, just let her have some edge. You know, the thing that, um, that gets me about it is that, sorry, about the siege and Dippy going there with Pierce. So Pierce, I understand, he's going to look for his son which is yeah. a completely reasonable thing to do. But Dippy is showing up at her daughter's workplace. <laughs> it is weird. Is she, is she going to do it every time, every emergency? Yeah, because they live in Erinsborough and she works at the Erinsborough Police. So there's going to be an emergency every fortnight. Or is she going to bring sandwiches to when she's doing, you know, speeding fines on the roadside? Oh, the, the, the booze boss. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. What is it? Fruity? It's wicked. I, I can't be here. You gotta you gotta cover for me. We wanted wicked fan service. We wanted Lucy Durack, Galinda, and Angela Lane as Alphaba to meet on neighbours while they were both there. And they did. And they looked cute as buttons. Like um uh, Rose was wearing like a spotty dress and red shoes, kind of Dorothy-esque, and Angela Lane was wearing Alphaba green sort of thing. And she and, she patrolled down like a witch or so? Yes. Um, and Toadie, like, took a whiff in the air and said he could smell her perfume, which was wicked. Oh, yeah. And that was cute. It was a bit forced, that one. Well, the next line was super forced when um, he's hiding and Angela wanted to know where he was. And, oh, God, and I yeah. can't even repeat it. <laughs> Rose is like, he's at a bar. Which bar? The Alpha Bar. Mm. I don't think that was a good enough pun. I don't think it was worth it. I, I just, it was too cringy. I, there could have been another way to do it subtly, 
Because it's a very in-joke. Like, only the musical theatre people would get that. So why not just make it a bit more buried? Do, do you think they're going to have any more interactions in the future? I, don't, I think that was it. Because it was all over the socials, like they promoted it. Yeah, I think it might be it too. I really enjoyed that Toadie hid under the desk though. I really liked yes, that. Was cute, I, liked but... that, I liked that he wasn't part of the scene. It was, it was a good nod to Neighbours' farces of the past. Yeah. I would, what I wanted is for her to have said, I need him to be my lawyer. And then Rose could have said, well, we can recommend a different lawyer, one that's popular, which is one of the songs. And then Angela could say, well, how long's Toadie gone for? And she could be like, for good, which is another one of the songs. And, you know, like they could have just done a whole back and forth with song titles. Oh, maybe you should have anyway. written a scene. Well, it's my, my, you know, my attempts at getting into that writer's room are well behind me. They had their chance. <laughs> they had seven of their chances. Yep. <laughs> um, I love Rose. That's where I'm at. She's very cute. So this week it all came out, her espionage plans. Well, as we as we know, Hendrix broke, just came into the office to steal Mackenzie's speech last week and he found Rose. So we we knew that we started to know about it last at the end of last week, I think, before the siege, yeah. And so we have known what's going on and she progressively is getting a little bit more dodgy each day, I would say. So... Hendrix is sitting down having coffee with her, which, by the way, no one thought was weird. Not at all. <laughs> um, table for two. Yeah, no worries. I'll just have. That's a table I'd like to sit at, though. With the Calyx? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I just want to sit there for the conversation. Yeah, you yeah. make a good point. The billionaire's son and the local paralegal. Who's going through a gross divorce. Yeah. And is as cute as a button. Yeah. Um, so Hendrix overhears Toadie talking about, you know, because he just sits down. Toadie joins the party and he <laughs> talks about someone being dodgy or whatever and he's like, oh, I could lose my practice if someone's dodgy. And that all computes for Hendrix. So he starts at Rose saying, come on, you got to tell Toadie. And she's like, oh, no, look, it's fine. I'm just going to forge your signature and then move on. No, Like no biggie, mate. Yeah. <laughs> But she does mention early in the week you would do anything to get to, you know, to help your kids or in reference to Angela Lane. That was a sweet moment too because she said, look, you've got to suggest someone for her. The poor woman's just trying to defend her daughter, hmm. like look after her daughter. And Tony like, really like really um, responds well to her well-meaning yeah. character. That was the moment Tony fully fell in love with her. <sighs> mm. Can I talk about my highlight of the whole week? Yeah. Oh, when so again, Carl sees him sees him and Rose bantering and nudges him at the cafe, like, "How's it going with the sparks with um, Rose?" And Toadie's like, "Look, it doesn't matter that there are sparks. I'm her boss." And Carl's like, "Oh, so you admit it?" So that was a whole back and forth. And then later, Susan, after the week she's had, in a moment of levity, bursts into Rebecca Law. And goes, what's this I hear about sparks with you and <laughs> Rose? That was cute. Oh, it was wonderful. Just pure joy because they just want Tony to find happiness after all he's been through and he's obviously like family to them. And the fact that she has that moment of playfulness, God, it filled me with warmth. Yeah, it was actually super wonderful. I had I had forgotten she'd been in a siege like just before. <laughs> 
when it, um, it's, look, it's just another week for her, though, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suze. Um, so Toadie finds out. So Hendrix tells Toadie what's good going boy, on. Good boy, yeah. you little lagger. Good boy. Yeah, good, good, good boy. I feel like, but I feel like he was cushioning his own crime, though, at the same time. No, because his crime's been figured out, so he just doesn't care anymore. Like, everyone knows he stole the speech and Mackenzie's forgiven him. Like, Mackenzie forgave them, like, oh, you too. <laughs> like, and, um, Shen- shenanigans. Shenanigans. And, like, Hendrix kind of came along on the um, apology and acceptance. Like, he just rode in on the tail, tails of yeah. Harlow. Like, it's not really certain that Mackenzie's actually forgiven him, but he'll just stand yeah. there. Um, so, Toadie fires Rose. Oh, yeah, that was hard. That was brutal. And she's like, my kids, I'm never going to see my kids. And I'm like, just get a better divorce lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, call Beck. She yeah. is ready to defend you. Legal, legal. Um, so then Tony heads down to the local bar to drown his sorrows while Rose packs up her stuff. And he, she runs into Carl and he – sorry, he runs into Carl and he's saying, Carl, look, I just constantly fall for women that are swindling me. <laughs> That's a real problem. That is a real problem. Yeah. And I thought it was very self-evolved of Toadie. And I just loved Carl's take on it. Just going, don't worry about it, mate. Could have been so much worse. Yeah. (laughs) You were moments away from disaster and it was averted. (laughs) And if he was Carl or Toadie, he probably would have impregnated her. Oh, yeah. 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 He's like, have a crack. Have a crack, mate. Get in there. Yeah. You can tell Toadie deep down is like, oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, then Rose calls him, he goes back to the office and Rose is still there and she's like, please don't tell anyone like this is going to ruin all of my chances of getting kids. And in that whole scene, I just wanted to play Beck's last appearance on the podcast. As I always say, kids aren't like Foxtel. You don't get more if you pay more. He sounds like a piece of shit, this husband. He does. And she built his business up too. That, I kind of blame her a bit for not, um, like, protecting herself a bit more there. Like, why didn't you write yourself into the business, you know? Oh, but she shouldn't have had to because they're yeah. married. Oh, okay. Well, she has written herself in by getting married. I hope they can – I hope they can go out, even for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to, right? Surely she must be looking for a job at the moment. It's not like there's any live theatre for the next 500 years. Yeah, <laughs> and I um I love as well her post baby body because she just had her second baby over Christmas, and um oh god she's already just, already lost custody, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> straight out the door, um but I just love um seeing her back in the biz in in her mum of two shape it's gorgeous, um. Okay. And and double whammy because she was also the cactus as we addressed last week. So yeah, she's on all Singer, over the place. One of my favourite things on Twitter at the moment is people taking photos of real cacti out in the wild and saying, I just saw Lucy Jurak. <laughs> and she, she retweets them. It's really cute. <laughs> um, now, from, now, while we're talking about babies, let's go to a heartbreaking place. Mm. It's, I mean, we've gone siege. Apple pie sex, pool and yep. coffee tables here. Um, I think it's a real cop-out that this ended, that the Chloe 
Castle Grace and Baby ended in miscarriage. I think that's a massive cop out for the show. I don't know. It's it feels quite real the way they've done it. Like mm. I, I feel like has there been miscarriages handled this sensitively in the past? I agree with you there. I don't. I think the way the actual way it's played out has been handled really well. Um, I'm just angry that it went down this road. Yeah, I mean, basically every time they bring up abortion, there's always a miscarriage. On TV. Yeah, on, and not just Neighbours. Every every show, movie, everything. It, it's very true. It, it's, a, it's a cop out. Um, it is. Either either do miscarriage and give it the, the stage time it deserves or do abortion. You can't have both. But I do think in this case the way it played out was very respectful. Yeah. And I, I, the one thing that I did take from it was it addressed somebody – Wanting, not wanting, not sure about the baby. Mm-hmm. So we had yeah. the Huntington's, um, the gene issue, but then we also had, do I just want a baby? Um, I, I, I liked and that. And do I want one with him? Yeah. Um, or maybe I want one with Ali. I was going to say, you're a fool not to, lady. Get your, get your bloody anchor baby to the billionaire and then leave him. <laughs> I, I kind of think... Um, Pierce's contract came up and if it had been a different way, they probably would have had the baby. I don't think so. I just don't think – like they don't seem like the long-haul family storyline types. I feel like we've kind of exhausted everything that Pierce can do. Mm. I agree. And also I might take that back because they would have just killed him. It wouldn't have mattered that he was <laughs> a new dad, right? God, it was hard going. And – I'm very glad as well that they didn't try and blame Nicolette for taking Chloe on a walk. On oh, the yes, thank goodness. Whew, they were just like, oh, it's a shame Chloe was on her own. That was the only downside to that part, which was good. I was really worried then for a minute. And I was also worried that – I was also relieved that Chloe didn't blame herself for saying she wasn't sure if she wanted the baby and then causing this. You know, I've seen that trope play out before. Where God, she'd be, she'd be feeling guilty though, wouldn't she? Ooh, it, oh, she's f- probably feeling 15,000 different things. Yeah, although it was mentioned the next day that she had a good sleep because of the painkillers, so maybe she'll be at <laughs> Shane's rehab soon. Okay, there's a couple of things I didn't like. I didn't like that Nicolette explained the whole process to them. I thought that was super inappropriate. Like that, mm. I mean, she, at, at least she acknowledged it, she was being inappropriate. <laughs> she said, the doctor's going to be here any minute. And the second thing that I was like, this is more alarm bells for Erinsborough Hospital, um, is that she was still kind of basically sleeping off her anaesthetic when she was alone in the room with Pierce. But they have recovery rooms in hospitals. You you wake up before you leave the recovery room. They don't just send you back while you like still could potentially stop breathing. Yeah, you're 100% right. Because she's still waiting for the drugs to wear off, that's what I can blame for her loopy decision the next day. Which oh, is oh, hang to... on. We've glossed over the, the one bouquet I can give to Erinsborough Hospital and Nicolette. Okay. In that um, Nicolette didn't actually reveal that um, to her mum that Chloe was in hospital. Oh, round of applause. <laughs> A staff member at Erinsborough Hospital did not breach patient confidentiality. A, a miracle. Oh, that was really refreshing. Yeah. And she didn't – I would have – it was refreshing and I imagine that she should have – because her mum comes in to talk about the baby shower. So I would what? have thought she would have thought it was her duty almost at that point. 
Why is there a baby shower for like an eleven week oh. pregnant woman? I know. What the fuck? Let's get let's get to viability. Like it's it's too fraught, too fraught at this stage. Yeah, if anyone's going to feel guilty about tempting fate and going on walks by themselves, it should have mm. been whoever arranged this. And it's it's impractical because you're not thinking about the shit you need in the first trimester. Mm. You're thinking about that later. And yeah. also, you're having to store all that baby shit for six months. Yeah. Gosh, and Mark's baby stuff's probably still there, all the Stokey stuff from And Caitlin. if you're a billionaire, if you're a millionaire family, you want to wait for the things to come in fashion and trends to mm. trends will go out, you know? Yeah. Um and also you you buy things that are seasonal, like particularly like clothing and that. You got to got to do the maths then and they'll go, "Oh, so when they're 3 months, so like in what? 18 months time or whatever you know you've got to do those maths and it's hard enough just wait till the can baby's just, born can i just say i've never been more proud at myself yep. at my mathematical brain for working that shit out with baby dr carl because i just it's coming into spring now in melbourne and i reached into his next size up of clothing and i was it got there was one warm day this week and i was like oh my god he needs to be in a t-shirt and i reached into the basket and there was a t-shirt it was like what <laughs> Past me did something right. <laughs> she did some maths. And also, I mentioned this last week, but what is Dippy doing organising this baby shower? Oh. Yeah. For her new buddies, her new pals' missus? Yeah. Well, she's obviously doing it out of guilt, isn't she? Because she's been having impure thoughts about the billionaire next door, which sounds like a romance novel. She should be supplying the stupid beetroot burgers because... They've been a key part of the pregnancy. I mean, they are on the menu. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. But organising the whole thing and also, like, brushing aside her marriage meltdown, her husband's, you know, drug habit demise situation, um, all of these things that happened. Her daughter was in a siege. Her, you know, son-in-law sits on cakes. There's a lot (laughs) happening in her life. And she's ignoring all of it because of, you know, some sausage rolls and some whipped cream yeah, for a but baby shower. Dippy's the only breadwinner in their house. She does mention that, actually. Yeah. She's under pressure. That's so, that's so something I would I would do. As soon as she said it, she's like, I'm trying to keep my fam- our family financially afloat. I'm like, you don't even pay rent, Dippy. Seriously. <laughs> well, she's got to pay the health insurance. <laughs> that's true. Um, by the way, did you notice that Tarage got back from holidays this week and we knew she was casual because she was just in a casual ponytail. That's her downtime. Um, I did. Oh, look, I spent a lot less time thinking about this. Now, you when I found the book that she was reading. Um, oh, yeah, she was reading Maggie Alderson's The Scent of You. It just, it's just a bit of chicklet. I got one, one sentence into the description of that and I thought, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something about a perfume blogger. And I was like, nah. Yeah, a perfume <laughs> blogger. <laughs> Perfume Not the target audience here. How 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 do you blog about perfumes? I don't I know. At, well, you got to read the book to find out. <laughs> you know, you know what's possibly worse than a perfume blogger? A perfume YouTuber. Anyway, we don't want to we don't want to ruin this book for people. Um, book club. Um, I found the book title that Nicolette was reading last week, and because uh, it looked interesting, it was called Yellow. It's young adult fiction by Megan Jacobson, and I 
I love doing a bit of book cover spotting on Neighbours and I tweeted her because last time I noticed a book, it was Fleur Ferris when Xanthi was attempting to read it. And since then, I've been reading Fleur Ferris's books and I'm friends with her on socials now because I saw her book on Neighbours and she's awesome. So I tweeted Megan Jacobson just to show her the cover and go, hey, look, your book was on TV. And she lost her mind. She was like, this is the greatest day of my life. My book is on Neighbours. <laughs> Wait, is she Australian or English? Or Yeah, she's Australian. That's so cute. So, Citizen or Shitizen? Um, I'm going to give Citizen for that humble pie that Shane and Ned. That, that Ned banged. <laughs> yeah. Before he shat in it, yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what it's called. <laughs> humble pie. Humble pie is yeah. a great episode title. It is. But by the way, did you notice that Roxy said bum cake? <gasps> she did. our term. This is our terminology, Roxy. I, w- I was watching ahead of both of you guys this week, which is like completely odd, right? Or not odd, but like I watched live and you, um, you know, you all ran your uh, lives. I was, we I was uh, sidetracked by parenting. Yeah. <laughs> I par- Same. I apparently wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that's my me time, self-care, neighbours. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but I had to watch that episode and then I messaged you both and said, did you guys watch this episode? And you were like, no. And then, you know, you were talking. And I was like, whatever, I'm busy right now, CJ. Can't talk about neighbours all the time. <laughs> and I was and, like, and Roxy said bum cake. And I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say Suze, citizen Suze. Mm. After the week she had, she still found room in her heart to feel a bit of joy for Toadfish and get involved in the juicy goss. Yeah, and I hope she takes that Citizen Award and finds a way to look after herself. And and take some leave Mm. indefinitely. Angela Lane's going to be right on her back, don't you worry. Yeah. I'm going to give Citizen to Nicolette. Um, Because she's just this creep who's still got the horn for the miscarrying woman. Yeah, it's really not the time, is it? Just no. just let her deal with her problems and her just things. Yeah, give it, give it, give it the weekend, Nick. Mm. <laughs> oh, and she's she is still holding that saddest bitch in Aaron's bar trophy at the moment too. The saddest bitch in Aaron's bra just wants to love and be loved. In return. Yeah, I thought Shane got close to taking it off her when he was hanging around the cafe. But anyway. He, he's got a reason for being a sad bitch. She doesn't. Yeah, that's true. I think the other key reason why Shane isn't the saddest bee is because she wants to be loved. Whereas Shane is loved, he's not liked. Yeah, like right, they all yeah. love him, but they hate him yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, look, at least, and at least Nicolette was proactive and found a job. That was the first step. Find a job at the hospital to get out of the Castle Grayson. I'll tell you what, they're not doing really long police checks there, are they? Well, what's, what for? Yeah, what's she done? Uh, no, as in like she, like it takes like a week to get a police oh, check. Oh, right, like as in for their hiring. Do you need yeah. a police check to work like, in the hospital? May- maybe she's. I'm sh- I hope you do. Um, oh, you need one to work at a called? charity. Maybe she's from an agency. Agency nurses go in and out of hospitals all the time. That's true. Um, she's a great nurse. I'm not going to fault her that. She's good at her job. She's just like bananas in all other aspects of her life. So 
that's that. Uh, very keen to see. Surely we're going to have the Fandangle, the Fandangle fallout at some point on the horizon. <laughs> the Fandangle will fall out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Roxy and Ned and Yashvi are all going wine, wine country oh, together. Yeah. Awkward. Uh, and I guess that's where they left Scarlet in the oh. maze. And she's so she's in like, you know, Dalesford prison, <laughs> <laughs> ready to get out. Um, pumped. Yeah, I can't wait to see her. Keep chatting to us, uh, facebook.com slash neighbourspod and then join the Neighbours Council. And CJ, where are you? CJ, the hot mess mum on Instagram and TikTok. Kate? I'm at Remude on Twitter. And we are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and I'm Vase on Instagram. And Daily Baby is my other podcast. It's having a week off, but back on deck to follow my journey with baby Dr. Carl in lockdown. <laughs> And we'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day that I die.